0: What event comes once a year and could change how you see the world around you? The answer? When your vision benefits renew. And now that they have, there's no better time to visit your neighborhood Pearl Vision, where they'll cover your out-of-pocket cost or insurance
1: copay for your eye exam. Schedule your family's eye exams at PearlVision.com. Valid prescription required. Valid participating locations. Restrictions apply. Taxes extra. See store for details. Ends 4:30, 2022 Exams available at the Independent Doctors of Optometry at or next to Pearl Vision. Some doctors employed by Pearl Vision. Welcome to the Cocoa Express Show Network. This Saturday is the Saturday for you, the best invention ever. However, with this Saturday's episode on this day of this year, we have two celebrations that we're having. One is the Cocoa Express Show has been going strong for more than six years, and we are really thankful to each and every one of you. We started, we did our first show on June 27th, And now we're back here six years later, still trying to keep it going and going strong. And the second celebration is Valencia's birthday. The host of You, the Best Invention Ever is celebrating her birthday tomorrow, and we would like to wish her a happy and healthy birthday. And we want to thank her for her time, her dedication, and her loyalty to the show and all that is involved in the show. She's done so much more than just be a host. She has been instrumental in growing this network into something that we are very proud of. We thank you, we love you, and may you continue to be blessed.
0: Welcome to You, the Best Invention Ever, featuring host Valencia Lyle Saunders, a show dedicated to inspiring you to invent something incredible, your life. Hello, 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 and thank you so much for that awesome introduction. Yes, it is my birthday, and happy birthday to me, and happy birthday to everybody else who was born on the 28th of June. Happy birthday to all the cancers, uh, people born in the sign of cancer, um, and congratulations to the Coco Express Network for six years of awesome programming, of interesting guests, of interesting topics, and... um, To all the other shows and show hosts, um, congratulations to us all. And Aurelia Lyles for, especially for this being her brainchild, and she's raised her baby six years old now. It's in first grade. Yay! (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Anyway, uh, let's see. So, you know, Um, I'm, I'm feeling happy. I'm happy. You know, when your birthday is around the corner, it's always, you know, you should be happy. It's the day you came to the planet to have this awesome experience as a human being and to, you know, meet all kinds of awesome people and share awesome things in your life and their life as well. That being said, you know, I have noticed that recently we've had, like, A lot of upsetting news and um, a lot of events that have been less than um, stellar, in my opinion. But that's just my opinion, right? Um, And I found myself really starting to feel kind of down. I found myself, you know, looking at the world from what seemed to me a very negative and skewed vantage point. And I said to myself, hmm, I don't like this feeling. It doesn't feel good. And I found myself watching the news more, which I had cut down on, because, you know, you can hear the same news recycled over and over on a million different, you know, stations, and it just, you know, it just gets to be too much. So what I'm going to do today is put on my rose colored glasses, you know. People always saying, "Take off those rose colored glasses, child. You need to see reality." Well, you know what? Reality can sometimes be overrated. Yeah, I think so. You know, everybody wants to tell it like it is and be real, and but sometimes, you know, it's, it's not all like great, you know. And um, and what's wrong with looking? at life from a more positive viewpoint, perspective. There's nothing wrong with that. I think we, we are trained into looking at the horrors and sticking with them, staying with them. It's like, oh, no, this is awful. I'm going to watch it again. Well Let's see if it's on CNN. Let's see if it's on MSNBC. <laughs> let's see how many times they're going to show it on News 1 because, you know, they just loop the loop the loop. The news for the day So I said to myself Look There's got to be more going on In this On this little blue ball We call earth Than all of the nightmares And there are And so I And this is where You know Technology and the internet Is an amazing thing Because You get on You need to find something What do you do? You get on the internet And you Google it Right so I said, let's see what's on, what's out there. I know there are good news stories. I know there are positive stories. And I am going to find some and give my commentary on them. So here's my first one. And this was like the kind of first one I found, which kind of touched my heart because I am a mom. And this was reported by the Huffington Post. Um, In Camden, New Jersey, a mom rented a billboard to congratulate her son on being a wonderful young man. And the billboard read, a mother can't raise a man, but I can raise a gentleman. Her son's name was, is, it's a long name and I'm bad with names, y'all. Aljilani. Al-Jilani? Yes, I think that's it. Al who is a high school senior, and he will be attending Rowan University in the fall, pursuing a degree in engineering. Now, this billboard cost $725 to stay up for three weeks. So that was the story, and I went on YouTube to look at a story that was reported by um, the, uh, Ken, the Camden News, and they interviewed him and friends and mom, and they asked the son how did he feel about his mom doing it. And it's a really handsome uh, picture of him, and he has on a bow tie and a suit, and he looks he looks really sharp. And he said it made him feel really good that maybe a kid would be passing by and look up at his poster and see somebody, a young person, a young African-American male doing something positive and that somebody is thinking well of, you know, his efforts. His mom says that he is not only a great son, but he's a gentleman. Um, He really has uh, strived hard and worked hard throughout his school career, and she is so really proud of him. And I think this is, you know, awesome. That mom just feels like you know what, I'm just going to shout my son's praises to the to the hilltops, and um, that's pretty awesome, you know, because people put all kinds of crazy stuff up. But here's here's someone who said my son is awesome, and you know she wants to inspire other not just uh, young men but other mothers, you know, single mothers who are out there. Um, in the trenches trying to raise their kids to say, look, be proud. I'm proud. He did it. He did it. We did it. So I thought that was a a nice, you know, my first look at a positive story. My next one is about a young man, another young man, 10 years old. His name is Xavier Elliott, Um, and he's using his allowance to design clothes for the homeless. Now what's interesting about this is that this young man and his family were formerly homeless themselves. And he realized he and and his mom and um got out of the shelter system and they got back on their feet and He wanted to give back. He wanted to do something so that, you know, him moving out, he left behind. Even if it is a shelter, you know, you leave behind maybe somebody you met or you see experiences and you get out of it, but you know that there are other people still in that struggle. So he wanted to do something. And so he wanted to make clothing for kids in the shelter system, knowing that money is tight for you know, parents and children, because they're in this, you know, in the system, that having new clothes is not on the priority list, but it is important to have, you know, nice clothes and maybe something new every once in a while. And he wanted to give back. And his mother uh, was uh, sewing, and he... Watched her, and he asked, "Could he help?" And then, out of this um, sewing, you know, thing he was watching her do, he also, also, what was born out of his his experience in the shelter system, it kind of collided, and he decided that to make a difference, this is how he wanted to spend his allowance and his time. And so, um, I think this is. a beautiful story of a young man who didn't forget what he endured. And out of that, he decided to make a difference. And, you know, like they say, reach back and pull someone up. I was like, that is very sweet. And you can also see uh, this on, um, this was also in the Huffington Post. So you can also see both these um, in video form. Uh, on the Huffington Post. And I was, you know, I was really surprised. I know Huffington Post does an awful lot of news features, and but they really focus, they have a focus on good news articles or interests. Now here is another one, and this kind of touched my heart. And you know what was interesting when I was looking through these good news articles or looking for good news, that as I look for them, I found myself starting to feel uplifted. I found myself starting to feel lighter. You know, I shed a few tears on a couple, but I found myself really starting to shed off some of that yuck that I had been feeling from this you know, week of negativity in the news media that, you know, you keep absorb I kept absorbing. Now my next one comes from I got this from SunnySkies dot com and it was reported on June sixteenth, two thousand and fifteen. A fifteen year old boy walked fifty seven miles carrying his brother on his back to raise awareness for cerebral palsy. Hunter Gandy and his brother Brandon crossed the finish line at the University of Michigan's Pediatric Research Center on that day where friends and family were there to cheer them on after the 57 mile hike. Now, I thought this was a great story because it shows it showed the love for an older brother, for his younger brother, who was suffering with a disease, and they wanted to raise awareness for the disease, number one. They wanted to, he wanted his brother to have this experience with him because he, when you think about it, you know all the people with um cerebral palsy is a a degenerative disease that affects the limbs and and the muscles and um impedes your ability to move as we all do and take for granted um, but walking is such a precious gift that they that is that they really struggle with and for him to take his little brother, and he's not a you know not a little guy, he's you know, of some size, and and walk with him fifty seven miles on his back, so he would have this experience of walking. And I think he did a little bit of walking himself, not much, but for most of it, he um, had this experience with his brother on his back. And he, he said the the older brother said, Hunter, um, when he crossed the finish line, he was so glad to see his friends and family there. This gave him that extra push to to cross the finish line because it was really starting to, to weigh him down. But he just wanted his brother to experience this with him. And I think that is uh, really awesome. And it shows that love will make, you know, make you do things and help you cross the line and and, and really, you know, you, you do things superhumanly that you didn't think you could do. But that's the love of family, that's the love of siblings, and I think that was really awesome of him to want to give his brother this experience and share with him and also bring awareness to something that is, you know, so close to this family. So now I have another one. This one was one that I said, oh, my God, Becky. Um, It really, really kind of choked me up. And this was also um, from SunnySkies.com. And it was reported on June 12th. 2015, and I t- I titled it "The Mailman Really Delivers." So, Mary and Roberto Westbrook were trying to tell, figure out how to tell and help their three-year-old son Luke understand why Mo, their 13-year-old beagle, wasn't coming home. So you know what that means. It means that Mo passed away, and you know, at three years old, you you don't have that mostly, you know, for most of us, don't have that concept of losing someone you love, even it is, even if it is a family dog. So, once they told him that, Luke decided he wanted to write to Mo, but he wanted to write to Mo every day. So mom and Luke began a ritual of writing to Mo, and their letter says would say, "I miss you. Hope you are having fun in doggy heaven. Oh my goodness. So. Oh, and and it was addressed to Mo Westbrook on Cloud One. All right, Mo had an address. Anyway." They would do this every day and make a track to the mailbox. And Mary, Luke's mom, would have to fish out the letters from the mailbox when Luke went to sleep, you know, to try and get them back because they, you know, they didn't have a stamp on them. They just, you know, little letters and, and it was it and stuff, you know, and Luke would put them in the mailbox. So one day, Mom was so exhausted, she forgot to go get the letter. And it got picked up by the postman. And she was like, oh, my gosh, you know, they'll probably just, you know, oh, well, just throw it away. So then a week later, a letter comes addressed to Luke, from Mo From Mo the dog And the letter says I'm in doggy heaven. I play all day I am happy. Thank you, letter number four being my friend. I love you, Luke. Okay. So the mailman obviously read the letter or someone at the post office read the letter and decided to answer back to Luke. I thought that was awesome because not only does it, it gives Luke what he needed to hear back from his beloved friend, the dog, and know he was okay and that he could go on and that everybody was happy and he could be happy. And that's a mailman who delivers, okay? That's a mailman who got it going on. Who said, look, this is too sweet to let go. Let me do Buka Solid. And he back the mo. Or you never know, maybe... Mo wrote the letter. You never know. Anyway, I thought that was so touching and so sweet. And here's one, you know, and this is a letter, this is an article that really, that that was really touching to me. And I was like, oh, see, there are nice things happening in the world. So this is a story, folks, that is truly I recounted this story, but this story was truly remarkable to me, and let me just go. Let me just get into the story, because, you know, this is one of the longer ones, and this was reported uh, by the com. and this is kind of human interest, but also, it's, you know, it's, there's an entertainment element to this, so, well, this is a true story, Um the cook and the janitor who stayed it was kind of the, the title of, of the article so Maurice Rowland and Miguel Valera worked at um, the Valley Spring Manor which is a nursing home uh, Rowland Maurice Rowland was a cook there and Miguel a janitor now this nursing home unfortunately and this unfortunately happened was under investigation for elder abuse the the owners were facing charge charges for elder abuse um which also included fines totaling eight thousand no i'm sorry eighty four thousand dollars and 17 years in prison time, Um, which means that these these allegations were serious. And unfortunately, uh, a lot of elderly people had suffered under their watch. Well, because of this investigation, this was causing uh, the nursing home to shut down. Because it was shutting down, you know, funds were not there uh, for, for staff and people were let go of. Um, and this began, staff began leaving more and more. But the people who were still there, the residents, the patients, there were a lot of them who were still there and counting on people for services and the help that they were getting. Well, at some point the the staff was just had just stopped caring and just stopped working or were leaving. Now, ap- now believe it or not, Maurice Rollins had previously worked I- at a facility such as this for 13 years and was um well aware of how nursing homes run. So as staff were leaving, Maurice was taking on more and more of the jobs that were left open to keep things going. After the last crew left, and there were still residents and patients there, thank God that he had had this prior experience and could, you know, fill in and, and plug in you know, the deficit that was being left, these two guys, Maurice and Miguel, decided to stay. And in in this article they quoted, We had to stay. If they left, what would happen to these people? These people would be on their conscience forever. So these two men stayed they stayed and took care of the residents or patients in this nursing home until they were re re-established elsewhere at one point the staff that was left didn't even pick up the telephone they weren't even picking up the telephone which i think is you know pretty awful um, because there were people still trying to get information, there were still people trying to find out about their loved ones, possibly, but they had just given up, given up the ghost, so to say. Finally, after Miguel and Maurice were let go, because you know things were wrapped up, um, Maurice found a job at a shipping company, and Miguel took care of his mother who was ill, but he did eventually find a job. And they interviewed them and said, how has life been after this? He says, well, when all this had jumped off, you know, the paparazzi was everywhere, you know, the news trucks were everywhere, we couldn't get out of our houses, but, you know, things, you know, settle and, you know, we're not a big story anymore. Well, apparently they were a big story uh, for a a gentleman who saw this story and said, he's an independent filmmaker, and he says, I would like to develop your story and um, turn it into a feature film, and it's called If We Left. Now, these two guys have been working with him on the story, and they're always in touch, and apparently the three of them have become really good friends. What's really awesome about this story is that Maurice and Miguel had met in junior high school, but in high school became friends, and eventually ended up working at this place together. Um, this event in their lives has, you know, really cemented their relationship for life, their friendship for life. The two talk every day, they said in the interview, and they live about five minutes from each other, so you know they're always, they they, they see each other often. And they're really um, excited and proud of the fact that there's a movie, there's a movie being made of this scenario, and you kind of think, when these kind of things happen, you're like, oh, my responsibility is over, this job is over. But these two gentlemen, and I use that term you know lightly, these two gentlemen decided that if we left. What would happen to these people? Somebody had to stay and see this through. And they said they had gotten to know these people. They knew their personalities. They knew things about them. And just to walk away would have bothered them the rest of their lives. So they hung in there. They stayed. These two guys stayed and continued to provide services when no one else did. Kudos to you, gentlemen. That's the way to look out So, I hope this movie goes, you know, makes it to the big screen And I will go see it myself, because I feel connected Now this other one is, you know, it's really a sweet story Um, And I only got a couple more minutes So, uh, this was reported by the uh, Today Show News The Today Show, you know, Channel 4 A dad and his daughter celebrated their birthday with 39 random acts of kindness. Now this is why 39? Because his birthday, dad's birthday, he would have been 32. And his daughter's birthday, it was her seventh birthday. So 32 plus seven is 39. So Lee Beck and his daughter, Emily, Amelie, I'm sorry, of Oxford, England, decided that they were going to do some really awesome stuff for people for their birthday. Now I found this is posted on YouTube and so you can see the whole uh they decided to film it. You can see the whole all the things that they did because they posted them. Um but here go just a few of the things. So one uh they set flowers on a war memorial for VE Day. They bought food for the Oxford Food Bank. Uh, They bought supplies to the children's hospitals and libraries, like books and art supplies. They dropped off candy, chocolates, actually, at the local police station and fire station. Um, They left pennies at the local wishing well so people could make free wishes and they did a host of other things. And, you know, the dad, he gave, you know, his random act was he gave his daughter a gift because she was so awesome and was giving to other people. So he decided he wanted to give her a gift, which was really sweet. And the goal for them was to inspire other people to go out and do something, anything, a random act of kindness for someone else. So I thought that was really, really sweet. Now, this last story, this last story I thought was pretty awesome, Um, and it was reported uh, at theroot.com, June 7, 2015, and the article was by Nigel Roberts. And it's about barbershops, boys, and books. So a gentleman by the name of Freddie Stokes launched a, pro- a project called Books for Boys. And at first he just att- attend you know, his attempt was to establish a small library, about 75 books um, in two to three barbershops. Well, the response <laughs> to this was so overwhelming that, he got an overflow of not just um requests but parents like beg- begging him to do this in their local barber shop um he's an attorney um he also i think um there were several things that brought him to this he wasn't he was not a stellar student. He ended up getting left back I don't think uh second or third grade, but he was inspired to read by a teacher. And as a result and some of those books he read were about successful African Americans, which showed him that he too could be a success. So he ended up uh being a part of uh Teach for America, um and has since become an attorney with his his own practice. Now, in the short time uh, that he started this program, he raised $1,500 on GoFundMe and $800 in just straight-up cash donations to go toward the purchase of books. And what has been awesome is that this has been a, this has been, um, has caught, he wants it, he wanted to catch fire, but I think it's catching fire on its own because parents um, are saying that they would bring their kids to the barbershop on a weekly basis, you know, to have, to go to this library and have a haircut. And first people were like, ah, that's not going to work out, but apparently it is. And barbershop owners are also on board. They're willing to say, yeah, I'm down. So kudos to you. And he wants this not only to be a local practice, but a national practice. So I think we need to follow up on this story. Actually, the first um, of the barbershop. Uh, Boys Library are supposed to open in June so what started out to be two or three has turned out to be six or seven so those are my good news stories I hope they made you feel good I hope they inspired maybe one of them inspired you to, to maybe do something and, and spark some good news in your community or just in in you know your own home or just be good news to yourself Hey, how about that? Be good news to yourself. Anyway, uh, I felt better just reading those. I felt good reading those stories. So I want to thank everyone who touched my heart um, in these stories and made me feel good. And um, I'm going to have a fun birthday. I'm going to have a good time because it's my birthday. And uh, thank you, Aurelia. Thank you, Coco Express. Um, have a nice week. And, you know, get some good news in there with your serious reality news bites. Because let me tell you, I'm really starting to think reality is so overrated. Nice. I got my rose-colored glasses on. Put yours on, too. It's the weekend. All right. Have a great, great weekend. And this is the start of summer. Have a great summer. And we'll be checking in with each other over the summer break and I will see you later bye that's our show for today so until next time keep it real listen learn and live